Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, and the lead teacher, blogger, and owner of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hey there. See what I've got here today? It's a finished batch of kefir, and the issue is, where are the grains? I've told you many times that the grains usually flow to the top, but sometimes they don't. And in fact, I have a batch of kefir where my grains are not always floating at the top. So I figured for today's Ask Wardy, I would show you how to find them. Let me take a moment and welcome you all to Ask Wardy. This is the weekly podcast where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. My name is Wardy, and I'm from Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfglins. Welcome. If you're live, please use the comments on Facebook Live and Periscope to share your first name, where you're from, and what you're sipping on today. And please know that if you're live on Facebook, Millie is on hand to share links and answer your comments, and I will go back later. Also, right now, immediately, uh, if you want to refer to anything that I am saying, the show notes are ready for you. Here's a link, tradcookschool.com slash AW051. That's AW for Ask Wardy and 051 because this is episode 51. And Millie will post this in uh, the comments as well frequently. So you can just look around this video for a link. Everything that I go through today is going to be, is already right there waiting for you. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining me. This is Ask Wardy, where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. I'm thrilled you're here. Have a great topic today, and it comes from Anna P. And this is an issue that comes up a lot, so I'm thrilled that Anna asked it recently, and I'm experiencing it myself, so I thought, let's go through it together. Anna wrote, I keep ending up not being able to find my kefir grains in the finished kefir. They're not very big and they don't float. I use a strainer, but it's difficult to look through all the kefir. Does anyone have any advice for me? Well, Anna, I do have advice. I also can commiserate with you uh, because even though for years I've said your grains usually float at the top, currently I have some grains that do not float at the top. And so I have been having to learn how to find them myself, and that's what I'm going to show you today. Now, if you, here's the situation. You finish your kefir. Um, the grains are nowhere to be found. You're worried, are we going to eat them? Are they disintegrating? Are they even in there? Well, I assure you they are in there, and there's a very simple way to find them. And that's what I'm going to show you today. Okay, so as we get into this, um, I want to tell you uh, a few things that you're going to need. Okay, it's very simple, but you do need some utensils. And um, you know, kitchen tools. So you obviously need your finished jar of kefir, and I have a quart right here. You need two other jars, and you'll see why, but I have the same size jar pretty much. Um, one of them is going to be for my new batch of kefir, and this one is going to be, I'm transferring the finished batch into it for storage in the fridge. So it needs to be the same size as my finished, 
uh, batch that I'm sorting through, and the new and the first jar I just mentioned uh, for your new batch of kefir needs to be the size that you're going to make next. That makes sense. So you need your two empty jars. Uh, the one that's going to be going into the fridge for the finished batch, you'll need a lid. And for your sorting purposes, for your filtering purposes, straining purposes of this finished kefir to get the grain out, you need a couple things. And I use a glass measuring cup like this. Um, it needs to be one to two cup size so it can contain, you know, one to two cups of kefir that you're filtering. And I like that it has a pour spout because that helps as I finish filtering it, I can pour it into the jar that I'll use for storage in the fridge. But I have in a pinch not used a measuring cup with a pour spout, I've just used a bowl. So anyway, you do need something to, um, when you're sorting through your kefir. You also need a whisk and a spoon, okay? And uh, I think we can get started now if you're ready. So I keep our kefir ferments, it depends on the weather, uh, the room temperature, but one to two days at room temperature. Currently in this cool winter and fall, we're at two days about, so 48 hours of fermenting. And as I said, um, for years and years, our kefir grains, which is the mother culture, would float at the top. They'd be easy to retrieve because it would be like this little bubble at the top that obviously looks different than the smooth cream or smooth milk. Well, I have been rehydrating grains and I've been doing it for months, um, and one of them does float now, the other one doesn't. And the reason it doesn't float really is because it can take weeks or months for a dehydrated kefir grain to plump up fully, to rehydrate fully. And so it's heavier and denser, and it just doesn't float. It sinks, so it could be in the middle of the jar, could be at the bottom of the jar, we'll see. And so that's a very common thing, uh, or a common cause of your grains not floating. Another common cause, I speculate, um, is that if the temperature's colder, uh, the ferment of kefir produces gases, but if it's colder, it's not producing as much gases, and I think that those gas gases help hold the grain near the top, and so if your weather's cooler, not, enough not as many gases are produced because the, organ the culture is not as warm and active, and so you don't have those gases to keep um, keep the contents buoyant, if that makes sense. And again, that is my own speculation. But whatever the reason, if you're rehydrating grains and they've been previously dried, or the weather is cooler, or who knows what, you may not have grains floating at the top. Okay, so as I open this up, hoping that it will cooperate for us today, because uh, it's been weeks that I've been having to do this exact technique to find the grains, um, I hope that I will actually have a really good example for you. So you can't see it, but right at the top, there is this clump that's sticking up. And so I know that is um, my one grain that does float. And just so you guys know, I'm jumping right into how to do this, but if you don't know what the grain is, if you don't know what kefir is, I'm gonna cover that at the end of today's broadcast. And of course, all the information is waiting for you at the show notes. Um, the transcript and all the steps I'm going to go through and there's a link below this video that you can follow. Millie's going to have it there. So this is the first grain I've easily retrieved from the top because it's been floating and I'm going to put it in, um, I'm going to make sure I'm saying the same thing I'm saying at the notes. All right, I'm going to put it in jar number two, okay? Jar number one is the batch we're sorting through. Jar number two is going to be designated for the new batch we start. And I'm just going to put my grain right in it because eventually, you know, in just a few minutes actually, this grain is going to be milk, mixed with fresh milk. Okay, so I got my grain, the one that was evident anyway, 
anyway. And now we need to move into finding the missing one because I know I have two, so there's another one in here somewhere. If you guys have questions, please do add them, and Millie is there to answer if you're on Facebook Live, or if you're listening to this later as a replay, the comments are open for you, and Millie or I will be answering uh, questions that come in. All right, so the next step after doing the obvious is to start sorting through this in portions. And so I'm going to gently pour some of it into the measuring cup, and I really just do like a cup at a time. Okay, and you want to go through this gently. Um, the reason being that while the grain is the culture, the, the kefir grain that is the mother culture, while it's firmer, it's like a clump of cauliflower, rubbery cauliflower is what I think of it as, even though it's firmer than um, the kefir curds, um, you still don't want to break it. It can break apart, and I prefer to keep it in a large, you know, as large as possible clump. Uh, so that's just easier to find in the future. So I start with a spoon to just gently turn over the contents here. And um, the curds are soft, the kefir is soft, the grain is going to hang together in that cauliflower, rubbery cauliflower-like clump. So as I'm turning this, I'm inspecting and looking at the contents to see if I can see the grain in here. And it's not appearing, no surprise there. I'm expecting it lower down in my jar. Okay, so my next step after I turn with the spoon is to strain this with the whisk. And I'm going to do this gently as well, but what's happening right now is a really nice side benefit is that the kefir is getting smoothed out. And as you smooth out the kefir, the grain could very well become evident for you. It really depends on its size though. So you're whisking the kefir smooth as well as inspecting again for the clump of grains because it will be a different texture than the smooth texture, hopefully this than the smooth kefir. Um, hopefully this is making sense, okay? So I've whisked it, I still don't see the grain. So next is to go back to the spoon. Now that the kefir's smooth, I am turning over, folding if you want, but pulling up scoops of it, um, and all I see is smooth kefir at this point. I do not see a grain. So this is strained. It's considered strained, and it's ready now to go into jar three, which is the storage jar for this finished batch. So I'm gonna pour it in my jar. Making sense, everyone? And now, those steps that I just went through, where we put some of the kefir in the measuring cup and folded with a spoon and then whisked, and then did the spoon again, I'm gonna go through again with another cup of the kefir. It's the same process you repeat over and over again with a small amount of your cup kefir, about a cup or two. So let's see if the grain is in this batch, this cup. If at any point you see it, you transfer it uh, to, your, to jar, number two, jar number two, which is going to be the next batch of kefir. And I'll tell you, sometimes I'm doing it with the spoon and I miss it. That's why it's important not to say it's not in here and it's important to then use the whisk. Every stage is important if you have a uh, grain on the rogue, or I should say a rogue grain. Okay, I don't see the grain yet. So I'm gonna do a gentle whisk 
guys probably have your own methods for finding miss or ke missing kefir grains, so feel free to share them in the comments, either on this video or at the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. I do know we've had members of uh, Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfglans, members who pour the entire contents of their um, kefir jar through a big strainer and into a bowl, and they shake gently, and the kefir curds fall through, and the grain is in... Um, grain gets caught in the strainer and I've tried that the reason I don't tend to do that um, is because I feel it just makes a bigger mess and it's more contents to um, go through at the same time so I kind of just like my way but there are many ways to do it and I look forward to hearing from you how you like to do yours again the show notes are open for you and there is a link below this video that Millie is pasting in the comments on Facebook live or you can go there by typing in your browser, tradcookschool.com slash aw051. All right. Wish you guys could see, but this is smooth and there does not appear to be a grain in this cup. Again, not surprising because I am pretty sure my other one is floating near the bottom. Okay. Now, I want to point out something else you can do as you're removing contents of the jar. Sometimes the kefir comes out in layers, and so like I just took, took off this layer, this one cup, and so there's a, you know, there's a new level uh, revealed here. And when I say layers, I don't actually mean full layers. I just mean a chunk comes out, and so there's a new top to what's left in the jar. That's what I mean by layers. And if you just look inside, sometimes the kefir grain is on your next amount of kefir that's revealed there. So sometimes just look inside and a visual inspection, oh, there it is, that happens too. Well, I don't see it. So it's time to put the last amount um, in my measuring cup. And sometimes you pour the rest of the jar out and you might have like a little clump of curds clinging to um, a corner, the corner bottom of the jar just where it rounds a little bit. It's not a corner necessarily, but it's where the bottom of the jar rounds and you'll just get a little bit stuck in there and there could be a grain in there too. So just this process can be relaxing. Um, and of course I'm taking longer right now because I'm talking you through it. It's actually quite quick. It's just, you know, sort through a cup, sort through another cup and whatnot. Um, but take your time, don't do it too fast. So I'm turning it over with the spoon and there we go. I found it. There's my second missing grain. So it was in the bottom um, of my jar. So it was in the last like cup and a quarter of kefir. There it is. And as I said, these clumps do tend to stay together. But one thing you want to be careful of is don't assume, like I know I have, I put two grains in this jar when I started the kefir and I've pulled two out now and the, the, the kefir is like clumps of rubbery cauliflower. Remember I said that? Well, so you have these little circles that could fall off as you're turning with the spoon, as you're whisking. So don't assume, oh, I found my second one, I'm done and pour it out. No, take the time to just sort through the rest of it. And um, I told you before, the benefit of whisking is that you get a really nice smooth kefir texture. So I'm gonna go through and whisk it, not just in case a little clump of grain fell off, but also just to finish off the batch of kefir and give it that nice smooth texture that we like. So I'll finish gently whisking it. 
thank you all for being so patient with this process. It really is quick, even though we're taking more time now. And I do have all the steps outlined for you at the show notes, so you can follow the link uh, that Millie's pasting in the comments on Facebook Live, or for those of you on Periscope or listening through uh, the podcast replay, it's tradcookschool.com slash aw051. Okay, so that's whisked, and no grain has appeared. And I'll just do my final sort through with a spoon. Okay, it's clear. We found the two. So this now goes into the storage jar, and I will scrape the measuring cup so we don't waste any of this beautiful, wonderful kefir. So now, here's how you finish this process up. I'm gonna wipe off my jar a little bit. Messes are inevitable, drips and drops here and there. I've got my lid. Now this is my finished batch of kefir that's gonna go in the fridge to chill. I do take a Sharpie and I write right on the jar kefir so it's not confused with yogurt. Um, you have your two grains that are in jar number two ready to go. So you would just fill to the top with your milk and Cover with your cloth, napkin, and rubber band, or however you do it, and put it to ferment for one to two days or whatever timing you're using in your kitchen. And then these are ready to be washed. So they'll go by the, they'll go by the sink, and they wash up very easily. So what do you guys think? If you've lost grains, I hope that helps you, um, because as I said before, um, the grains may or may not be cooperating, but they are in there. If you're if your grains are making kefir, then they are most likely not disintegrating and, wa and wasting away. The only time they would disintegrate. People have asked me, I've got kefir, I can't find my grains. Are they, you know, are they dis have they disintegrated and gone away? Well, no, they're probably not doing that. If they're making good kefir, then that means they're thriving and at least staying the same size or growing or at least plumping up or getting bigger. So no, they're not disintegrating if they're making kefir. Another thing that also comes up is people are concerned if they're buying dehydrated kefir grains, and I'm gonna have a source for you in a moment, but let me finish this train of thought. If you are rehydrating dried kefir grains, um, it can take weeks or months for them to fully plump up. The ones that I am working with right now, I've actually been rehydrating for months, and they are still a little bit firm, they still look a little bit pink um, or um, they could look pink. They could also use more, look more concentrated yellow when they're denser and still dried out a bit. Um, so they still have that dried out quality. But here's the thing. That is nothing to fuss about. You are still making good kefir, okay? Uh, so don't worry if your grains take weeks to months to fully plump up. That is just what happens. Um, okay, so I want to share a couple more things with you. I promised... Uh, that I would tell you about kefir because we may have some people here who are like, what is kefir? I've never heard of it. So the first thing, let's talk about uh, how you pronounce it because you've been hearing me say kefir all this time. Well, there's actually three ways to pronounce kefir. It's a cultured dairy food and you could say kefir like I am. Other people say kefir. That's very uh, popular in the United States. You can also say kefir, which is another popular but maybe overseas way that kefir is pronounced. So kefir, kefir, kefir. It's all the same thing. It's a cultured dairy food and it's very similar to yogurt except in my opinion it's a, a stronger probiotic food than yogurt because there are not only beneficial um, 
bacteria that make the culture, but there's beneficial yeast, and there's just many more of them. Like 10 times more beneficial organisms make kefir than yogurt. In addition, it has a, if you were to compare the two tastes, kefir versus yogurt, well, yogurt is more mild, kefir is more tart. Uh, the kefir organisms produce more gas when they're fermenting and eating the lactose, the milk sugar. Um, and so your end result could be more effervescent and bubbly because there's more trapped gas in the culture. I do have uh, more information on, you know, I, I answered a question on a previous Ask Wardy, what's the best culture dairy for probiotics? So all you have to do is go to askwardy.tv or go to the show notes for this episode and um, go back to that episode where I answered that question. There is more information on kefir versus yogurt, and I also discussed kefir versus yogurt versus clabber, which is spontaneously soured. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the grain. If you've made yogurt, you know that you are taking some finished yogurt or a powdered yogurt starter as your uh, culture that makes the yogurt. Well, with kefir, you have a grain. That's the mother culture. Um, it's that rubbery cauliflower-like clump I was talking about before. If, if you want to see a picture of it, go to the show notes. There's a link with this video or go to tradcookschool.com slash aw051. Um, and, I, and I know someone's going to ask, where do I get those? So I have a source ready for you. Our favorite source is Cultures for Health. So you can get a link right to it at the show notes. Or if you want a quick link right now to type in your browser, it's tradcookschool.com slash CFH. Millie is also pasting that in the Facebook Live comments for you. So this is a great place to get dried kefir grains, and you'll be going through the process, like I am, of plumping them up over weeks. But the great thing is, is that they work, it's a quality source, and you can have really good kefir along the way. And kefir grains, you know, if you take care of them and you make your kefir regularly, will last you four years. And I didn't mean four years, the number of years, I meant for years, they will last you for years. Um, so I think that's what I wanted to tell you about what kefir is, how to pronounce it, where to get your grains. If you're interested in more information on making kefir, that is one of our most popular and in-depth topics that we cover inside Traditional Cooking School by Ganalflins, and the show notes gives you a link to check out membership. Uh, with your membership at Traditional Cooking School, you get access to all our classes. We have 11 and one more coming soon, and one of those is, actually a couple of those, give you lots of information about making your own kefir, uh, making kefir cream, using kefir in ice cream. There's kind of a lot of information on kefir there for you. So thanks everyone so much for being here. I really appreciate week to week you joining me on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Uh, Easter, Eastern. And it's just a thrill for me to visit with you. I hope this has been helpful and I wanna let you know that you can visit the show notes for everything I said. You can also submit a question for future episodes of Ask Wardy. You can do that by emailing me, Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E at askwardy.tv. Or if you're on Twitter, use the hashtag AskWardy and tweet me. My handle is at TradCookSchool. Thanks everyone, God bless you. And I'll see you again right here next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy, or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. 
To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me on Facebook. Go to tradcookschool.com Facebook. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. When you get there, refresh the page until you see the live video playing. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments, and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much, God bless you, and I'll see you next week.